on Palm Sunday to celebrate Jesus's triumphant entry into Jerusalem and to prepare for the drama and death of Holy Week. And then on Monday, we all watched in horror as Notre Dame Cathedral began to burn. Not all of it burned, we were glad to read. Some pretty nifty architectural innovations from the Gothic period, along with the tireless efforts of 500 or more firefighters kept the stone structure intact. But still, it was a tragedy that captured the attention of the whole world. It inspired people to post their favorite pictures and tell their favorite stories from trips to Paris. Construction efforts and French President Macron has promised that it will be finished in five years. But there are many, including the Yellow Vest protesters, who are enraged that that much money would be spent to rebuild a symbol of opulence. I delight, however, the news has been filled one story after another from Notre Dame. Maybe you read the creators of the video Assassin's Creed have already built Notre Dame. These are scanned of the interior drill just in helps. How strange. <laughs> A few days ago, Father Chuck told me about another development on social media. Maybe you read that that woman from Scotland as she watched the cathedral burn, was able to discern the image of Jesus standing in someone's mystic. Whether it's the Virgin Mary in a piece of toast, or the crucified Jesus in a bizarrely shaped Cheeto, or Leonardo da Vinci's Salvador Mundi, the spiritual significance of an image lies in the eye of the beholder. When a sign comes to us, God had given her, stuck in her grief, she can't see it. Woman, whom are you looking for, the angel said. I'm looking for the body of Jesus. And when she turned around and saw Jesus himself, she thought he was the gardener. And he said, woman, whom are you looking for? Still, unable to see what was right in front of her until Jesus said her name, Mary. And in that instant, even through tear-flooded eyes, everything became clear. From that moment, for Mary, there were no more ifs. She held on to no more doubts. The risen Lord had come to her, not in a vision or a hint or a sign, but the flesh and bones back from the dead Savior. And he had spoken her name. The name made it real to her. It brought back all of those feelings, the connection, the relationship, the friendship, and the love. This wasn't a dream or a wish but her beloved Jesus had come to her and found her and spoken to her even at her moment of deepest grief. That is the miracle of Easter. 
We believe in Jesus and we place our hope in God, not because we've put together all the pieces and not because we've interpreted the signs that come to us, but because God himself has met us and spoken our names on the lips of God's son, Jesus. Later in John's gospel account, we read how Jesus found the disciples and spoke his peace to them and how he came back a week later because Thomas hadn't been with them the first time. In Acts, we read how Paul was met by the risen Lord who spoke his name and changed his life. And that's how we discover the miracle of Easter when Jesus meets us and speaks our name. We encounter reflections of holiness all the time, all around us. We get glimpses of God in the rainbow after the storm, in the whisper of the wind, in that chance meeting with that old friend we haven't seen in years, and sometimes even in the destructive flames that tear through a beloved cathedral. But Easter is about more than a brush with God. It is God coming to us, even in our moment of deepest grief, and speaking our name. It is God coming alongside us when we feel most alone, reminding us that God is ever with us. It's God reaching down and bringing us out of our weeping into dancing, turning our sorrow into joy. Because of the resurrection of Jesus, because of Easter, we place our hope not in a sentimental moment, but in the promise of never-ending life that we receive from the one who knows us and loves us and calls us each by name.